Welcome to Conversations with Leaders. I'm Jake Burns, an enterprise strategist for AWS. Today, I sit down with Ian Wilson, the VP of HR for Amazon Web Services, to talk about AWS's response to COVID-19, plans for returning to the office, and what's top of mind during these times. Ian, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thanks, Jake. It's nice to be here. So 2020 has been a year where business has been anything but normal. What is top of mind for you and leadership during these times? You know, it's a great question. When you think about 2020 and you think about a question like that, it's been so unusual that when people say it's not normal, you have to pause and say, well, which part are you talking about that's not normal? Is that a comment about uh, the pandemic of of, of COVID-19 and coronavirus? Is it you know, about the social and racial justice issues that are at the forefront of a lot of conversation right now? Is it a question about what's going on with the economy? I mean, 2020 is just, again, so unusual on so many fronts. Um, I think for me and, and many of the leaders I work with, you know, of course, what's top of mind for us, it always starts with the customers. Um, that's just very much what AWS is all about. And we're spending a lot of time just really thinking through how are our customers navigating all of these unusual uh, circumstances. And then, especially for my role, but also just with all of our other leaders, then it it quickly goes to uh, how are are our employees doing? And sometimes people ask me, well, Ian, are you focused on the customers? Are you focused on the employees? And and I reject that as an or proposition. It's It's an end proposition. Because if you're not focused on your employees, there's no possible way you could really be focused on, on our customers. In these unusual times, I think more than ever, you know, we're really thinking first and foremost, uh, are our employees safe? Are our employees healthy? Do our employees have the tools and the support that they need uh, to navigate these unusual times? And uh, everything that, you know, from there that we've been really spending a lot of time thinking, thinking hard about, um, and especially now that... You know, this has persisted for, you know, going on, you know, nine months of the year. It's been top of mind for quite a while. Right. Yeah. So uh, how have the leadership, the Amazon leadership principles uh, influenced how you're making these difficult decisions uh, in these unprecedented circumstances? You know, I think there's a lot of elements of Amazon culture that uh, have both really helped us out in these times, but also we've even learned uh, more about ourselves. Um, you know, before we even get to the leadership principles, you know, at Amazon, we talk a lot about it's always day one. And, you know, day one means a lot of different things. But uh, in some respects, what it means is what we were doing yesterday doesn't really matter all that much in normal circumstances. So when you find yourself in a situation like this, it's still just day one. And, you know, with day one, each of us has the permission to take it as it is, look at what's in front of us and make the next best decision we can to support our customers. And so in some cases, as we've gone through these unusual and, and changing times, there's been a, a level of calm of, well, it's just day one, right? And we're just going to treat the next day one just like we did the last um, and keep having an open mind uh, to what's happening in front of us. Talking more about, you know, the leadership principles in particular, you know, there's a couple that have really uh, showed up quite strongly uh, as we've navigated this period. Uh, you know, first and honestly, one of my favorite leadership principles is learn and be curious. And it's just true that when you're facing so much uncertainty and so much ambiguity, you've got to max out, you know, your ability to learn and to be curious and to try to find new things, new solutions, new ways of of working with each other, new ways of uh, uh, answering questions. Heck, you know, new ways of even trying to figure out what the right questions are. 
So I think we've seen, you know, learning, being curious, really uh, flourishing in this time. And I think that's also helped us just navigate with a lot of agility. But the other one that has shown up great is just uh, bias for action. You know, in, in AWS, we know that speed matters and we like to, you know, work quickly because, again, we know that customers need solutions and we, we don't want to waste time of getting them out there. And as we've gone through this, these, these changes of these unusual times, I think we've noticed that we've been even making some questions faster, uh, faster than we ever have before. And I think that's allowed us to really take some nice, quick, uh, swift action uh, and making sure that our teams are, are in good shape so that they can continue to stay on top of it uh, for our customers. Yeah, definitely. I've noticed that as well. So was there a shift you had to make to your operating model when considering virtual work, uh, where it would and wouldn't work? What was the tipping point of that shift? Yeah, there's been a lot that's played out on that front. And honestly, I, I still think we're in it. I still think we're learning a lot every day about really how to work virtually. Um, and so it's certainly not anything that we or we think we've perfected in any way. Um, I, I think for us, this actually really started quite early this year. Because again, as the pandemic uh, played out, you know, first there was a lot of focus on what was happening in China. And of course, we have teams in China. And then if you remember early, there was a lot of conversation about what was happening in Italy, uh, northern Italy in particular. We have a lot of teams there. And so we were early getting our heads around what exactly is going on here. And one of the first things that we really spent some time understanding is uh, what is the essential work that we do and who are the essential workers uh, on our team? And there's lots of essential workers on our team, and I won't go into too much detail, but you know, one that really comes top of mind are our employees in our data centers that are just uh, staying on top of it, making sure our data centers are as secure and reliable and as stable as they've ever been. And once we got clear on that idea of what is the essential work, then it almost helped us really see, well, what are, where are the other members of the team that maybe don't need to be using our facilities as much as they did in the past? And we got this understanding that if we could encourage and support a lot of our employees to work out of the office or to work virtually, it was not only going to give them some flexibility that they needed, but it was also going to help our employees that needed to be in our facilities um, be as safe as possible, which, which was obviously uh, top of mind for us. Then what really happened was we just recognized as a team that it's just that good old fashioned, you know, it's what you do, not what you say. And what we recognized as a leadership team was that we actually had to quickly change the way that we were working. And you start to see a lot of leaders in the organization really start to embrace uh, working virtually themselves, which I think gave the permission to the broad organization to start to do so uh, very quickly. And uh, we figured some things out very early on that I think uh, were quite helpful. Hmm. So how are you staying agile, given these evolving circumstances, uh, making decisions at scale and locally as needed? You know, I think one of the things we're trying to do is uh, not predict the future. And there's still so much uncertainty, so much ambiguity, so many things that we're learning. We're just taking our time and being cautious about, you know, committing to something, you know, long term that we still might be unsure about. Um, people ask me all the time, Ian, how do you think people will be working three years from now? Well, let's be honest. If somebody asked me that question nine months ago, whatever I said would have been 100% wrong, right? Because I would never would have seen... Uh, things play out the way they have over these these last few months. And again, I think very much we think that we're in it. And I think by acknowledging the fact that we don't have all the answers, it allows us to learn quickly. It allows us to try some new ideas quickly. And it allows us to remain agile. I think sometimes what I notice is 
organizations really try to get themselves locked in with certainty on a vision. And it's the precision of the, of the vision and it's the conviction around the a vision that prevents them from trying new ideas and being agile. So I think for now, at least, we're trying to, again, keep that, 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 that knob turned to max on learn and be curious. And that's allowing us to continue to, to, to grow and to, and to uh, change as we, as we continue to work through this. Right. So uh, given Amazon's focus on customer obsession, how have you delivered for customers during this time? And has productivity been impacted by this pandemic? You know, we're really keeping an eye on all of those things. Um, I think we always always have, but these unusual times have uh, called for us to do it uh, even more so. But, you know, I would say this. Um, things seem to be going reasonably well. And I think there is a reality that uh, a lot of people are still working through a lot of complicated issues. I think we certainly understand that uh, in the personal lives of our employees, there's a lot of things that out there are complicated, whether it's caring for uh, family members or the situation around schools or, or really what is the environment they have uh, as they work from home. So with all of those complexities, I don't think anyone would say that everything has gone perfect. But when it comes to the customers and it comes to the business, I think we've all been really pleased uh, with how our teams have responded to it and how they've adapted to ways of continuing to support our customers um, through all of this. I, I think one of the key things that we've done is we've stayed on the side of guidance as opposed to on the side of instruction in terms of how we want people to work. And there's, there's a little bit of a nuance there, but I think what we just recognize is that when you have a large organization, there's no way you can answer every single detailed question for every single employee in every single personal circumstance. There's just too many variables and too much variety. So one of the things we've done is we've just tried to stay on top of giving our employees as much flexibility as we possibly can, and also giving them this idea of choice, giving employees the choice of how they want to solve some of the challenges ahead of them, how they want to approach the work for themselves and with their teams. And I think that idea of flexibility and choice has really uh, helped people find what works best for them. Definitely. Yeah, that's definitely been uh, my experience so far. So how is AWS able to continue to innovate on behalf of customers in a remote work environment? Have you seen these pandemic constraints drive innovation in any unique ways? Yes, yeah, a great question. I think the answer is uh, absolutely yes. So much of what we do in AWS is about working backward from the customer, understanding what customers are, are doing with technology, what they're trying to do with technology, how they're thinking about managing and evolving their businesses. And if you go with that classic phrase, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, our customers need different things as they navigate through those times. And as a result, we're learning new things about how our technologies can help them, some of our current technologies, but also new technologies that maybe we wouldn't have thought of as much uh, in the past before we came across some of these new challenges and some of these new needs of our customers. So for sure, we've seen that spark uh, some, some new, new innovation in the team. And it's great. I, I think, you know, AWS employees, they, just, they, they love inventing on behalf of customers. And so the fact that there's some new challenges uh, to work with um, and definitely is, is spurring kind of some new creativity for sure. Yeah, definitely. I've seen that as well. And um, as our listeners know, I am definitely a big fan of constraints to drive innovation. Have you had to make any significant changes to uh, systems or create new programs to adapt to the new normal? If so, what's worked and what's not worked? We definitely have. You know, I, I think there's been some some net new things, you know, that we've tried or have come online. But I think even more significant are 
what are the things what, that we were doing to run the business? What were some of the mechanisms we've had? And how do we tweak them or adjust them to work in this, in this new environment? And I think that's actually important because I have a belief that the last thing you should do in the middle of a crisis is create another crisis by trying to completely reinvent your operating model, right? I think you're, you're going to have the best way to manage through challenging times if you stick to your operating model, you refine it, and you tweak it where you need to, but don't try just to reconceptualize the whole thing because that's, uh, that's just very hard. So there's many things we've done where we've just altered some of our existing mechanisms just a little bit, and uh, they're really working you know, quite well. Um, you know, two examples that I'll offer just from um, the perspective of where I spend a lot of my time, which is around how, we, how we're growing our team. And you know, certainly in this virtual environment, uh, we've transition very quickly um, almost all of our hiring process uh, to be purely virtual. And, you know, in the good old days, we used to, you know, fly candidates around a lot, you know, to meet with the teams and to, you know, get to learn about uh, Amazon culture. And now, of course, we're doing all of that virtually and the platforms and the tools that we have were just adjusted just slightly, but importantly, uh, to make that happen as, as fluidly and as friction free as possible. And then even on the other side of that, uh, when it comes to welcoming uh, new employees onto the team, uh, we'd actually been investing for quite a while uh, on a platform that uh, internally we call Embark, which is a system, it's a solution to help new employees uh, learn about their team and learn about the culture. And through this, uh, this period this year, we now have almost 100% of our new employees using this platform uh, to find their way. And again, we made some, some slight tweaks to it. We changed content just a little bit as so many of those things became you know, purely virtual. And so far, so good. And so I, I think that's what's most significant as we've thought about, which is what are the core mechanisms we have and how do we tweak them as opposed to trying to build a whole bunch of new stuff from scratch, which, which takes a long time. Right. So kind of a follow up to that, uh, I'm curious, do you think, you know, assuming things go back to kind of uh, relatively how they were before, do you think that we've discovered some kind of new, better ways of doing things like onboarding that maybe will carry over some kind of lessons learned? No question about it. I mean, first of all, I, I think I might push back just a little bit on the first part of your question about when things go back to normal. I, I don't know if things are ever going to go back to normal. And I, and I guess if we were to reflect on the arc of humanity, I don't think We've never gone back to whatever normal was, right? It's always this forward motion to the next thing. And then I think when it comes to our team and our culture and certainly just how you think about organizations, I think that's going to be very true. On the other side of whatever we're in, I think it's going to be something that we is going to be new, you know, for all of us, which is going to be which is going to be great. But definitely, there's a lot that we've learned right now about how people communicate, about how people uh, build relationships with each other. Um, about how people, you know, share information, how they get work done. Um, and a lot of that is going to help us get even better and innovate even more uh, going forward. Yeah, definitely. So uh, how has the Amazon culture enabled or inhibited a focus on customers and employees during this time? Yeah, again, I, I do think it is an end, right? I think that very much our culture revolves around uh, those two things. And you know, one of the real nice surprises, I think, of this time was that we were able to connect a lot more of our employees to what our customers were really trying to get done in these unusual times. Because what was playing out there, uh, in some cases publicly, was different things about different customers that were having some things that they had to work through related to their business or related to uh, their growth or, or supporting their own customers 
And I think a lot more of our employees were connected to some of those things than they, than they ever had been uh, before. From that, I, I think people understood maybe even more the mission that we're on in AWS to support customers, the purpose, the, the, the why we do what we do, um, why things like security are so important, why things like innovation are so important. To see the world go through some of these challenges and understand how AWS can help, I think really got people even uh, more proud about being a part of AWS and the, and the opportunities that we have to, to work with customers. Right. Yeah. So uh, how have you noticed employees responding to this virtual change? Uh, do you have any mechanisms in place to track employee sentiment, stress, and burnout, especially as the situation evolves? No, absolutely. And again, at the, at the high level, I would say that our employees have done better with all of these changes than maybe anybody would have ever predicted. And uh, I think that says a lot just about the resilience of humans and the adaptability. I think it says a lot about, you know, the day one attitude of Amazonians and, you know, we're, we're a scrappy bunch. We like to just figure things out and, and get them done. And I think that has all uh, played out very well. Um, but throughout that, we absolutely have, have done uh, the best we can to keep an eye on just how everybody is doing. Um, one of the things we have at Amazon is a platform that we call Connections, which is uh, every single day, every Amazonian gets a question um, that they get to respond to that covers potentially a lot of different uh, topics. But going through this time, it's been a lot about how people are adapting to the virtual environment or, or responding to just questions or concerns about, uh, about COVID and just the unusual situation. In addition to that, we've added other surveying techniques to make sure that we're really getting a great sense of how everybody's doing. Uh, we've done a lot more focus groups than we've ever done before, just really sitting down uh, virtually, in some cases with employees, and, and seeing how people are doing. Um, and I think we've done a pretty good job of, of staying on top of just that employee sentiment. And one of the things that I'm very proud of uh, for the organization is our manager satisfaction scores uh, for AWS right now are literally the highest I've ever seen in my career. And I think that's uh, just very uh, important. It says a lot about our culture. I think our managers are doing an excellent job of staying connected with our employees as individuals, making sure they know how folks are doing and are helping with support uh, wherever they can. Yeah, I think that's kind of one of the things that uh, we were talking about before, you know, maybe one of the lessons learned from this, because, you know, I've certainly noticed um, not only getting those questions, kind of how are you doing uh, throughout this, but getting them over and over again, right? And it it not only kind of gives you a sense as an employee that, you know, the organization cares, um, not just about your productivity, but how, how things are going for you personally. But it also kind of occurred to me that, you know, as, uh, you know, your manager gets access to this information, it helps facilitate those conversations. So it's no surprise to me that uh, manager satisfaction would be going up as a part of this. Yeah, absolutely. And just to build on that, you know, one of the things that we've seen in some of these this research we do is that um, inclusion, right? The, the sense of I feel included has gone up significantly and it stayed very high uh, through all of this. And we've we thought about how is that possible? Did, did I forecast in a situation like this that inclusion would, would go up as much as it has? Probably not. But I, I think one of the realities is that in an environment like this where all of us have to be so much more intentional with how we connect with each other at the human level. And I think that has gone a lot to making people uh, feel included, right? It's not just Ian, my, my coworker. It's Ian mm -hmm. who's in an environment with his kids running around. He's got stuff going on with his family. And we've all learned a lot more about each other as human beings. And I think that's helped uh, with inclusion uh, quite a bit. It's been nice to see. 
Yeah, especially when you see your family kind of washing dishes in the background when you're on a video call, kind of kind of props those personal conversations, right? Absolutely. That's a great point. So uh, how do you keep your, uh, how do we keep our employees motivated and keep them on track? Uh, what are some of the pitfalls in managing people and performance during this time? You know, I think at the, at the core of running good organizations and, and managing performance specifically, it's really three things. It's uh, expectations, it's communication, and it's support. And so as we go through these unusual times, I think it's important for all of our leaders and managers to, to really just be constantly talking with each other about expectations. Like, what, what are we trying to do? Why are we trying to get it done? And especially when you're in a very dynamic period, uh, those things might be changing quite rapidly because the conditions change. Customers are, are, are looking at uh, things in a little bit of a different way. Um, so what do we expect to do? And, you know, at AWS, we're actually, you know, very thoughtful and very rigorous about how we think about the things we're trying to get done. And staying on top of that, I think, has been very important. Um, there is that aspect of, of communication, which we touched on a little bit uh, on inclusion, but it's different. And I think in a period of uncertainty, it's even more important that there's this great communication through the organization to connect the dots, to make sure we're clarifying where we need to. Um, when we work together in an office, sometimes we take for granted actually how much we're actually communicating with each other without noticing but in a virtual environment, you just have to be so much more intentional about that. And I've, I personally have experienced that as a, as a manager and a leader, just trying to up my game right on the clarity that I'm bringing to the, to my teams about, uh, about what we're trying to do. Hmm. And then the third component of it is support. It's like, do, do we have the tools, the resources, the time uh, to get the things done that we're trying to get done? And if we don't, uh, what are the gaps? How do we fill the gaps? How do we sometimes get creative, you know, about filling the gaps to make sure that uh, we all have the support we need to actually be able to achieve what we're trying to for customers? And I think just staying on top of those three things, expectations, communications, and support um, is going a long way of keeping things going. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've, I've also noticed that there's this kind of learning curve to doing virtual meetings. And we've definitely, you know, uh, learned a lot. And it's almost to the point of being as effective as in person, which was a surprise to me. I, I do think, you know, uh, many of us had, you know, a preconception of what virtual work would be, which maybe was a little dated based on different assumptions about some of the technologies. And, and like, it's funny, it's a paradox. In AWS, where we're innovating so much, we shouldn't be surprised by how quickly technology is improving because we're trying to play a key role in making that happen. But I think that's true. I think a lot of us have found that some of the technology at our disposal it's quite nice. And it has a lot of feature and capability to it that maybe we uh, underestimated just a little bit. For sure. So are you finding that team leaders already know how to manage a virtual workforce? Uh, how do you think about remote management and or leadership training? You know, I think a lot of managers and leaders through their career have had employees that were working uh, remote or virtual. And uh, so it's not a completely, you know, brand new idea. But I think that there's a very significant difference of what's happening. Uh, you know, in traditional times, maybe it was 90% of the team was working in the facility together and 10% of the team was remote. But now when everybody's remote, the equation has changed uh, quite significantly. And it's actually a different manager skill that's required to manage a team that is fully remote as opposed to just one or two people that are remote. But, you know, some people talk about it as is we've leveled the playing field now, right? Everybody is, is working virtually. And so it's not managing a difference. It's managing a similarity. 
and I think uh, managers have adapted to that uh, quite quite readily uh, based on what I've what I've seen so far. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, what has Amazon learned about hiring, kind of given these changes? Uh, what lessons have you learned about onboarding in a virtual world? Yeah. So again, I think about hiring. Um, you know, at Amazon, we take it uh, very, very seriously because um, our culture is so important to us and making sure that we're inviting the right Amazonians to come join us uh, is, is just so paramount uh, to much of what we do. As I said earlier, hiring has gone, you know, reasonably well. You know, we've shifted from a lot of in-person activities to a lot of virtual activities. But again, it was a, it was a tweak of some of our methodologies as opposed to a complete uh, reinvention. Uh, we still spend a lot of time thinking about our leadership principles as the anchor for how we go through uh, hiring at Amazon. And that is as true in a virtual sense as it has been um, in an in-person sense. And then when it comes to onboarding, again, for a, a lot of onboarding um, in, a, in an environment where teams were coming together uh, face-to-face, it was about information and content and bringing people up to speed on systems and tools in a virtual sense, more of uh, how we go after what I call new employee success is about creating the social connections um, because that is the piece that in person, it happened maybe organically. We took it a little bit you know, for granted about how that happened. And in a virtual sense, that requires a little more uh, intentional focus. And we're actually trying out a lot of uh, new ideas on that front specifically um, and some, some good positive signs. Right. Were there any unexpected surprises during this time? You know, I talked about inclusion, which is, you know, one of my, my favorite ones. We saw it really increase in the beginning phases. It stayed persistently high uh, throughout the period. And, you know, even going through the period of the conversation around social and racial justice and just how people came together around that topic. We had great, authentic dialogue with each other about what was going on. So um, I found that the organization just has a, a, a lot more inclusion in it. Uh, that maybe I hadn't seen until these uh, circumstances revealed it to the degree that it's there. One of the other things I'll comment on is in Amazon, we have a lot of passion. Like uh, we, we, we like inventing on behalf of customers. I think for some of us that translates into uh, we like to work. <laughs> and I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to get people to stop working. I think a lot of people seem to turn in any hour that they had or any time that they had on commuting or anything like that, they turn that into work time. And I think we're doing uh, uh, several things throughout the organization just to remind people of the importance of um, taking a break, you know, taking care of themselves, taking time with your family and friends and doing whatever it is. Um, I think, unfortunately, I know that some people maybe had plans for vacations or different recreational activities that just weren't possible, you know, this spring and this summer. And so they maybe they put off some of those plans, but people still need to take a break. And I just, as an HR leader, I hadn't really contemplated it being so difficult to get people to take some time off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can identify with that. But, you know, I will say that the um, the time that I used to spend traveling and commuting um, to be able to put that to good use and be more productive is is very satisfying. But your point also about uh, remembering to take time off is uh, also very important. Uh, you know, it's funny. Um, one of the things that was unexpected surprise to me, and this kind of goes along with what we we're talking about before, kind of connecting with our um, you know our teammates and our fellow Amazonians, is you know I didn't realize that just about every other Amazonian have have dogs. You know, but when you're on a chime call, uh, almost always, um, I think actually our dogs have become friends. Um, you know, my dogs know other people's dogs, so they talk to each other on the chime calls. So, 
that was a kind of an unexpected surprise. Well, I, I do have one member of the team who wants to try to think about now that we know the pets of everybody, can we map their pets to the leadership principles and see what that tells us about, about the members of the team? So there's probably a, a new personality assessment tool uh, in the making. Uh, well, sign me up for that, please. <laughs> so this kind of talk ties back to kind of what we we're talking about before, but uh, what are some of the key lessons that, that you've learned thus far? And uh, how do you see these lessons impacting how work gets done in the future? Yeah, sure. And again, I, 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 we're just embracing the fact that we're in the middle of this, right? So we're not by any strength, you know, doing a retrospective of what did we all learn and sort of putting a putting a case study around it because we're just in it. But definitely so far, the importance of uh, learn and be curious, as I, as I said uh, a little while ago, just, just having max curiosity and the, the ability and the willingness to try new things, take it one step at a time, not try to predict the future. I think that has been a, a very key lesson so far. The idea of, of really going after flexibility and choice uh, for employees, not trying to solve every single circumstance, um, but to give people the room for them to be able to solve it uh, for themselves. Um, Amazonians are really good at that uh, anyway, but I think just really opening up flexibility and choice um, to the fullest extent possible, uh, that's been uh, a key uh, lesson for us so far. Um, and again, just the way, what you and I have been talking about, just uh, this piece about communication. Um, when we would f see each other in the hallway, when we'd run each other into the elevator, we were communicating uh, a, a lot more than we probably realized. And just making sure that in a virtual environment, in an environment with a lot of change, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of concern, that we're going after the, replacing that level of communication so we stay connected. Right. No, great point. So uh, finally, what advice might you have for business leaders who are also navigating their businesses during these circumstances and towards a successful future? You know, just a couple of thoughts. Again, um, you know, take it one step at a time. I, I think uh, as leaders, you often feel uh, pressure or obligation or responsibility to answer questions. And you just can't answer questions that you don't have an answer for. And I think that's actually okay uh, to talk about that. And related to, you know, uh, also some of the social and, and racial justice topics that are very top of mind for people right now, I think people also need to, you know, speak their truth and kind of share what they're going through personally. And again, it's, it's one of those topics where people are so cautious about saying the wrong thing that they don't say things that actually could create learning for themselves and learning for others. And so I think I encourage people to feel free and be open a little bit to have dialogues that maybe they just uh, weren't having before. Because at the root of, of all of those things is this idea of uh, people want and need authentic leadership. You know, sometimes I say that, that people don't work for roles, they don't work for titles, people work for and with people. And I think uh, what the world needs right now is just a lot more humanity. And I think we need that on lots of fronts. And I think we want that uh, at work as well. So I just encourage leaders to be as, as human and as real and as authentic with your teams uh, as you possibly can. Absolutely. Great point. Well, Ian, this has been a fantastic conversation. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thanks, Jake. Take care. Have a good one. All right. You too. It was great to hear Ian's insights and thoughts about leading during these unprecedented times. I look forward to sitting down with him again and hearing more. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. See you next time.